0: Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Jamelyn. Welcome to One Thing More, where we continue the conversation from the sermon this past Sunday. Mm-hmm.
1: This past Sunday, the sermon um, was the first in our series, Rooted and Grounded, a series about identity, our own identity. Our identity in Christ, our multiple identities, right?
0: <laughs> multiple, multiple personalities. Not, not as all. in that diagnosis, but uh, yeah, multiple all of that. identities. Yeah, this is going to be a great sermon series. I think, I think. so too. Yeah. Uh, partly, I feel like too, I've heard more in the past week, mm-hmm. people saying, well, now that we're back, how, like, you know, everything's back to normal You know, which is always scary because what is normal really, right? Right. And do we really want to go back to whatever it was pre-pandemic? Yeah, and I don't think we can. No, but I feel like our, and I think that's part of this thing is I feel like our identity is so different now than it was December 2019. Oh, that's a great point. That people really need to take stock and be like, well, who are we now?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because we are changed. The whole world has changed because of COVID.
0: Right. And now, I mean, and, and travel's different now. It is. I mean, it's just fascinating to me, all of it is. So yeah. I think this is going to be a great sermon series for people to be able to really reflect about who we are, who God's, you, you know, and recognizing too, who God has created you to be as a 20 year old is not who God created you to be as a 46-year-old, praise Jesus for that, if right. I can just say that, right. you know, like, and being able to evolve.
1: Yeah, we should be able to evolve and grow and right, yeah, get better. I hate the up and down or good and bad sort of analogies, but that's what we've got to measure things by.
0: Hey, Psalm 23 talks about, though I walk through a valley... You know, like it doesn't say like the good times are going to be skipping the good times or the bad times are going to be skipping. Yeah. But I do love that part, too, because God promises that we're walking through it. So now people kind of feel like they're on the other side of stuff. They do. It's so weird, though. I still am kind of like, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a Let mask? Me tell you, like, I am what all do they want in right this now. building? Like, is it I, safe? You know, I don't I, know. I was a hardcore masker. Yeah. But now I feel like I got COVID in January. I've got super immunity, yeah. and I'm just letting it all hang. out Well, right
1: I just now. feel like I'm doing all the things that I'm can do, and if I get it. I you know, I, just I have did all the it. things and I yeah, still right. got it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the mask didn't help.
0: Well, I don't know. I got it on our I'm, anniversary. I'm glad I we're at
1: least going to something different, right? It may not be I don't know how long it's gonna last or you I'll know, take it if, if we're here, but I'll take this little reprieve for right now. Yeah. Um it's women's history month.
0: I know. And, uh, Happy uh, international yeah, women's history. Yeah, and exactly. since uh And I'm are... um,
1: and I'm I'm thinking about Identity and for women, especially Woo. how we're inculturated to not really think a lot about that or think about our own personhood, our own uniqueness. Yeah. What do you think makes you unique?
0: I think my. I think my, um, the balance between my sense of humor and empathy is very unique. Okay. Like I can yep. make jokes about something, but then realize you have to be careful to make sure that the jokes aren't breaking down somebody. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? You do have a great sense of humor. And you're very compassionate. Someone too. asked me once, what's like something I should know about you? And I said... <laughs> I tell inappropriate jokes and I get really nervous. <laughs> and then like a year later after this person had known me well, she said, that was a, one of the most self-aware comments I've ever heard someone mention about themselves. But I, what I was laughing about is in the moment when she asked me what's something I should know about you, I was uncomfortable mm. and I made an inappropriate joke by telling her what I was what should be known for the layers of me go really, really deep, deep. <laughs> what's something unique about
1: you um I think uh, my probably most unique quality is my um steadiness my ability to be calm under pressure
0: oh yes that is true about yeah. you too and, oh and I my, want to say something directness. more like that yeah. <laughs> well you've got you
1: know 15 more years you'll be okay there.
0: good um I did have a supervisor once ask me when she was just starting to work, what's something I should know about you? And I said, I'm really good in a crisis is what I told her. Because <laughs> I think I was post Haiti earthquake around oh. the time when I started working with her. And it, yeah. so it was still really fresh yeah. in my head. But but I will say now in my 30s, I was really good in a crisis because I think I just functioned well in chaos. Mm-hmm. And now I don't like chaos. I like things to be calm.
1: Yeah. Maturity.
0: Growth. I know. Yeah. Um, but this is an interesting question. I I have a someone that I know uh-huh. who is in a Bible study, and they really—they're all like seventy-ish uh-huh. age, and they really struggled with the question: "What makes you unique?" Mm. Mm.
1: They like couldn't I think can,
0: of anything. I could probably see that. I yeah. think. But then the person that I know really well said, but I could tell you what's unique about you. Oh, so we can see uniqueness in other people, but not in ourselves. Correct. Yeah, because
1: as little girls, I think you're inculturated not to, like, be self-reflective. That oftentimes is labeled selfish.
0: Probably. Don't uh, think so much about yourself. Yeah. Well, I think it's more this generation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do too. The, seven, the 70s generation. Oh, I generation. mean, not. and they were real good about making sure their kids knew they were really unique, mm-hmm. but they're not real. Maybe they were. Because they didn't it. get
1: that from their parents right the generation before them was kind of well
0: I don't think so I think they all came back from the war and were like suck it up yeah exactly exactly you are you're lucky we we birthed you and you're not speaking German exactly (laughs) would probably say something something like that that, right
1: today (laughs) exactly I mean they didn't get the the compassionate parenting no uh, that's so popular today
0: my mom tells a story about a friend of hers whose mother would in the summer would send the son out Mm -hmm. and he ended up spending all his time at my mom's house apparently and locked the door and said you can come back at five (gasps) (laughs) she was like he just ate lunch with us and wow that i mean i
1: so, I'm not 70, but I remember our sitter in the summers, who was our next-door neighbor, we went there when our mom went to work, and we had breakfast, and then it was kind of outside to play in the backyard until lunch, unless you had a pee, then you could come in. Right. Uh, you better got, take your shoes exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> you came in, you had lunch, then I think you maybe got to play a little bit more, then you got, had to get cleaned up and take a nap before your mom came to get you. Did you go evening. to
0: your next door neighbor's or did she come over to your house? We went to her house. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I know.
1: Just right next but door. But I think
0: that's crazy. You had a babysitter. Didn't your grandma live across the street? She
1: did, but she worked too. Oh, yeah. you had a working grandma. I
0: did. i very That's modern. why I'm
1: so industrious.
0: I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, just another thing about women and it has to do with identity as well. It's fascinating. Yesterday for my lunch break, and I'm putting lunch break in quotes, people. Um, I watched a documentary about Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. I had no idea oh. the kind of feminist stuff she was doing in the 60s.
1: Oh, yeah, that coat of many colors. like.
0: Well, but about. she had songs like If You Can Do This and it's fine for you, then is it not fine for me just because I'm a woman? And she's singing on, on like, country radio? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was fascinating. She also has a
1: husband, I think, who's sort of been in the background, but super supportive so of her they, career.
0: Yes, they interviewed mm-hmm. people who have worked with her, and, like, they've been musicians with her on tour, in the studio. None of them have ever met him.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, he stays that she, much and in she the how
0: did she know in the 60s she should not let anyone meet him it, because crazy. he would have
1: been the man right they would have like been talking to him instead of her like yeah. she wouldn't have ran her own business crazy
0: crazy mm-hmm. to me yeah. but um yeah she's a fascinating person because she does not want to be um political at all and yet and yet <laughs> like,
1: you know she gave a million dollars i think for covid Vaccine yeah. research. Yes, yeah. she did. At the beginning of the pandemic. yeah. Which
0: she's... that shouldn't be political. Yeah. That's Exactly. Like a, a That's thing. a public health. Well, you just made it political by mentioning yeah. it. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, for all those women out there, thank you for being trailblazers. For your grandma. Yeah,
1: for my grandma. Yeah. Who taught you?
0: Yeah. I mean, she,
1: uh, you know, my grandma was awesome. I mean, my grandma taught me uh, that you should own property. That you should save your money, that styles come and go, so hold on to the pieces that you really love because they'll oh, come back. I know. Uh, hence bell bottoms, which I I say this though. If you did it the first time,
0: you probably shouldn't do it the second time. Oh my gosh, is that not true? <laughs> and that would also include mini skirts. Uh, come on, people. Yeah, There's right. an age where you Unless should not you got be wearing some them. Good tights on. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, um, I remember my dad's mom, she was a single woman for the majority of her adult life, um, a widow, and she told me a story that in 1974, that was the first time she wore slacks outside of the house. Oh, wow. I always thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. and it true. was just to the grocery store. She wanted me to know that. Oh,
1: just to the grocery.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah but talk e- about. Even identity, into her right? 90s, I think she was 95 when. She went to be with Jesus. She still like would wear suits to our house, mm-hmm. like for Sunday dinner, hose, mm-hmm. yeah. everything. My grandma didn't wear pants unless she was going fishing
1: or working. Right, in the yard. like for sure. Right. And oh my gosh, I remember I showed up without pantyhose for church. Oh yeah. my gosh. You would think that it was a capital crime, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What I want to tell the girls today who don't want to wear hoses, they just keep everything where it belongs. Yeah. You know, they but keep stuff up, you keep stuff in. don't need
1: for, you know, I mean, when you're 16 and
0: skinny. I don't know. You don't, I like, guess not. <laughs>
1: you
0: know, I think I was born in control top. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wearing control top since 1980. <laughs> um There was something, oh, and then what I thought was always funny is that was my maternal grandmother who, Mm -hmm. you know, would never wear suits out. My, or no, my paternal, my dad's mom. My mom's mom, like, wore pedal pushers. Oh, okay. Like, all the time. (laughs) You know, like, if I saw her in a dress, it was either someone's wedding or funeral. I have this vision of, like, Lucy. Oh, 100%. (laughs) She kind of. Yeah, she yeah. was totally... I don't think you could have had two grandmothers more polar opposite oh, yeah. than mine were. That's kind of fun. Well, and I loved them equally the same. Yeah. They were both
1: so Which great. showed you two different identities for what women can be like. Could be, right? yeah. 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 So,
0: so those are the women in our
1: life, right? Yeah, and I guess we should probably talk about our identity in Christ a little bit. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that you know, grounded and rooted. I think the the crux of the series is that we need to remember and be reminded that we are rooted and grounded in our identity in Christ. You know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And being created in the image of God is pretty great. I what. Dave was talking about something that I had not thought about how in the Bible it says you were created male and female Mm -hmm. and how, um, I'd never thought about this, but how important that is that females got top billing with males, Mm -hmm. that you were created male and female. So it, you know, so much, I think there's a slant that it can be our identity seen through Christ can feel more male driven Mm -hmm. in a way, but that it was male and female. So, I thought that was—I'd never really thought about it that way um, because my mother raised me to think I was great, so yeah. of course I'd be created also, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. Um, and it, you know, it speaks to
1: like—I mean, that—that's what the Bible says, male and female. But over the years, somehow the female saying, yeah. part has gotten subjugated, you know?
0: Right? Yeah. But this idea that we are created in God's image is so powerful because I would go back to the women we were talking about who said, I'm not really sure what's unique about me. Mm -hmm. And I would say, well, there has to be something unique about you because you were created in the image of God. And so there's something in there that makes you incredibly unique. Yeah, what stands out for me in that is the diversity
1: of that because we are each very unique in God's eyes that diversity is sort of mind blowing that there's that much diversity in God and that and I, I think when we talk about our own uniqueness, it's hard to pick out a thing that makes you special, but there's a thing that makes you special. Right. And it needs to be different from the woman sitting next to you or the man sitting next to her.
0: Because it shows how big God is, yeah, that exactly. God is able to do that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was, Saturday, I was part of, Margaret has been part of Christian Youth Theater mm-hmm. for years, and I was part of auditions, and I said a prayer for the kids before they would go up. And part of the prayer was, you know, help these these students remember that they have been created in your image and that they're already perfect. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they get up and say a yeah. note that's wrong or whatever. Um, but now I'm kind of thinking of it, and I should have said, you know, and that when they sing a note off, that's just how you have made them unique yeah. in a way, yeah. you know, yeah, the,
1: whatever happens is, yeah. Part of their uniqueness.
0: Well, and understanding that sometimes our failures are what make us unique.
1: Man, there's, I've learned some really good lessons by messing Please. Them up. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I have this sign in our house where by the kids, it says, just remember you are unique like everyone else. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this whole notion that we have an identity rooted in Christ that makes us special mm-hmm. can be kind of mind-blowing for some people. Yeah, it can be. And then makes us special, like we can't stop there. We
1: have to take that specialness and do something with it that, you know, enhances the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah. So discovering, and this is where, you know, your practice probably gets a lot of foot traffic as a therapist is that sometimes what's blocking us living out our true calling with god is this notion this idea or this weird false story we tell ourselves that there's nothing about us that's mm-hmm. you know that we have extra to add to the kingdom
1: right yeah because somebody's made us believe that there's some deficit in us so we work through that kind of stuff all the time right
0: yeah because there isn't a deficit what we think is a deficit might be the thing that makes us unique we're that, going back to the whole yeah,
1: yeah absolutely and yeah that might be like the thing that you can springboard off of to be who you were created to be right in the world
0: yeah you see all these stories of people overcoming adversity and it's somebody looking on paper at what's going on in their life would think, well, there's no way they could be a marathon runner. You mm-hmm. know, they have, they have an issue with a limb or something. And then you see these folks finish a marathon and you're like, oh, what? Like, yeah. you know, but that person felt like God was saying they could do it. And yeah. And obviously they could cause they did. Yeah. Yep. God has not called me to run a marathon. Uh, Nor I. Okay, just want to be clear. Okay, yeah, we won't be doing that. Maybe a 5K. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when you think about your identity, do you see it evolving and being recreated through your life?
1: Oh yeah, lots and lots and lots of times. I, you know, I, I think I've told this story lots of times, but I feel like I've blown my career up at least three times. (laughs) And so there was probably, you know, some sort of identity crisis maybe even happening at those points. uh, When I was feeling like, "Mm, what I'm doing is not what I'm supposed to be doing, not what I was created to be doing. And I need to be, you know, really discerning what is next. So um, I think that my identity has changed a lot. And I also know that for me, like, it was never about like, when I had a corporate career, like, people would introduce themselves and sort of lead with, like, who they're married to and how many kids they have. I never did that because I was, like, kind of, to me, a separate identity than my yeah. work identity, so I would keep it focused on work stuff, you know, and so I left that corporate career to go to seminary and then was a pastor and congregations and then was like, okay, I think that God is calling me to a different kind of ministry and then did the therapy kind of mostly – Work, um, So I think that my identity has changed. I think that I've evolved as a person. I think I've grown spiritually. Yeah, for sure.
0: I, I wonder, too, because I'm in a stage of life where, you know, I've got basically six years before my kids are both out of the house. Mm-hmm. And the other day was was the first time I really started to think, you know, what am I going to do when they're like – is there a different career I want to mm-hmm. try when they're mm-hmm. gone? Maybe one that I would travel more? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, which is weird because I absolutely love what I'm doing, so yeah. nobody freak out about yeah. that. That's but, funny because probably about the time – well, my daughter was a
1: freshman going to sophomore in college, and my son was still in high school when I blew up my corporate career to do something different, probably because that whole empty nesting thing was – starting to happen and I felt free to make some different kind of decisions about the work that I did.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which when I decided to go to seminary, part of it was I looked at my life and I thought, is this really what I want my identity to be like this, you know, is this what I want to be pushing hard towards, which was for me was just making money. Mm -hmm. And I, didn't feel like for me and now look now as a 46 year old i would say that that person well you could have used that money for this that and the other to help this stuff but i never thought i could have been that i needed to be more hands-on with helping the world mm-hmm. um, but i do love people that you know have worked really hard Mm-hmm. And now have a chance to offer those blessings back to people for sure. But I just didn't think that could be my identity. I knew it, yeah. 23, I don't know why I knew that, but I, I mean, I know that God was
1: yeah. pushing I, me towards yeah, something I think, different. I mean, we're motivated by different things, right? I've never been motivated by the money. And you know, not that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, if, if you are, but it's never been the reason that I've done the yeah. work that I've done, so...
0: So we are going to be working real hard on discovering identity Um, to those who are struggling to think about what's unique about yourself. I would say that's what you really need to be focusing on because there's something and it's not wrong to claim like this is what makes me unique. Yeah,
1: it's really awesome to claim. I want people to really spend some time thinking about what makes them unique and not be like not have any shame about what it is, not feel like they're boasting. Because we're allowed to boast if it's true, and we're using that gift in good ways.
0: I think sometimes, too, the thing that makes you unique, you don't realize is different from someone else. Like, I would say for my parents, the thing that I think has made them so unique through the years is they have always had an open-door policy. Like, it doesn't matter if you're related to them or not. They Mm -hmm. always have welcomed people into their home. Like. Mm oh always yeah. and i have now as an adult realized that that's very different not many people yeah. are that um it's not so much like that they're over the top hospitable but that they're just over the top welcoming to me yeah that says generosity they're generous people yeah yeah so and then as but as i'm you know becoming more of an adult i'm trying to model that as well and people always tease dave and i cuz we have a basement that for a while we always had different people living in yeah, yeah. and they were like, yeah, that's the strangest thing. We would never do that. I don't think it's strange at all. I, I don't it. either, but, I, don't but strange at all. I mean, I'm, you know, but I think there are people who are and like, types are a little yes, unique, right? right? I, I, agree I was going to say
1: another word, but unique. Yes. Hey, I want to encourage people. If you can't figure out what is unique about you, Ask someone to tell you what is unique about you. And that would be their. That's homework. what the
0: exercise should have been with that group. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to say what's unique mm-hmm. about right. the person on their they, right. If
1: they're listening. They can add. That if to you're next listening week's-
0: Tuesday Bible study <laughs> next week, have the person on your right say what's unique about you. Exactly,
1: exactly. And I want to um, just say, if you're looking for a Lenten practice or small group that Jamelin and I are leading, the eleven o'clock Sunday morning
0: discussion around the at Zionsville United Methodist Church sermon, so feel free so to join us if you're listening in Texas you could take a flight up <laughs> and join us in person
1: always welcome all of our <laughs> listeners from all over
0: all right everybody well we are thankful that you tuned in I'm thankful you're unique Kim Hi. thank you Jamelin. and I'm thankful that you're unique have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya.